Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Easter morning. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And we are here. I'm Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in lovely, beautiful this morning, Smyrna, Delaware. And we are so happy to have you with us. We are here in the cemetery, which is when and where the resurrection took place. So I know we are so used to being in church and flowers everywhere and beautiful choirs and praise bands and just being together but honestly this is actually how the first Easter morning took place the disciples hiding in their own room in fear and and the women out in the cemetery trying to find Jesus and so maybe this is just a taste of us um, on that first Easter morning so I'm just gonna start talking and um, we're gonna look at things from the point of view of Mary Magdalene a little bit okay so she came early while it was still dark and she came to the tomb where she had witnessed them burying him just two nights before and Mary Magdalene was one of a few women who had stuck with Jesus every minute until it wasn't possible. They had to be home for the Sabbath. It was still the time of the Passover celebration. She wasn't alone, but she must have felt alone. Knowing Jesus had changed everything for her. She knew he was from God, from the way he saw right into her soul spoke words of acceptance and grace, how he gave her peace, and how she knew she would never be the same. We've all had people like that in our lives, right? People who once we've known them, even if for a brief moment, we just know that we will never be the same, and we are all the better for knowing them. But Jesus was even more than that to her. Even without realizing it, she had given her life to him. Everything she thought about, everything she did, everything she said, all the love that now overflowed in her heart began and ended with him. She had never known love like this before, a love that didn't ask anything in return, but compelled her to give that love to others in ways she couldn't have thought possible before. Yet here she was, and she didn't understand how she got here, how she ended up walking to a graveyard on this chilly morning with the sole purpose of preparing his body, giving him the dignity he deserved as they said goodbye to their teacher, their friend, their master. How is it possible she ended up here, surrounded by death? In a short span of a few days, everything had changed. She had been so sure that Jesus would make everything right again. He had touched her soul with his words, turned her life around with his acceptance and love. So what had happened? Just a week ago, the crowds had cheered him into the city, claiming him as king, and she smiled as she watched him ride into the city, maybe they would understand now. Maybe he'll take his rightful place. And everyone will know what I know, feel what I feel, listen to his words, and everything will change. We are so blessed and God is so good. But it seemed 
like everything changed in an instant. She watched as they began the celebration of Passover, sharing that last meal, listening as Jesus taught them about serving one another, loving one another. And what did he say about an advocate that he was going away and would send an advocate to remind them of all that he had taught them? His words were racing through her head in a jumble. I didn't really understand, Jesus. What do we do now? Then the news that he had been arrested, that they thought Judas, one of their own, one of his closest friends and disciples had betrayed him. She went to the courts just wanting to be close to Jesus, but not able to touch him, not able to tell him what he meant to her, what he did for her. All she could do was watch as they hurt him again and again. The utter hatred she saw in the eyes of her own people shocked her. She had seen looks like that before in her own life, but never for him. He was the most loving and patient man she had ever known. She didn't know what would cause anyone to want to hurt him. He certainly wasn't guilty of the charges brought against him. She stood with his mother, Mary, and wondered why the disciples weren't doing anything. How could they just let this all happen and not try to stop it? Most of them weren't even there, cowards. If she sees even one of them this morning, she'll tell them what she thought of all that. Deserters. They could have done something. They could have stopped it. And she wouldn't be here right now, walking into this place of death, looking for her beloved Messiah. But it's too late to save him now. She knows what he'd say, though. Mary, forgive them. They were afraid, and fear is a powerful master. They couldn't have stopped this. Don't let bitterness take you back to how you were before you met me. Bitterness and anger lead to death. Love makes us beautiful and leads to life. Choose love. Choose life, Mary. Now we can't really be sure what was going through her head that first Easter morning, but we can imagine how hard it would have been for someone who loved Jesus so much to watch him be tortured to death, to watch him be placed in that tomb the stone rolling over the entrance and sealed in place, kind of like a prison door slamming shut with no chance of being open again. We know it wouldn't have been easy to move that stone since in Mark's account, the women are trying to figure out who's gonna roll it away for them. They are walking to a graveyard, to the tombs. And the image we get from tombs is appropriately death. Something has died and been buried I think we all understand this at some level. Right now, as thousands, as we watch thousands of people die around the world from COVID-19, bodies stacked in trucks and transported to mass burial sites, we know death. Maybe even personally, but when there's so much death, it's really hard to take. It's everywhere we look. It's like the entire world has become one big graveyard. Yet it's not the only thing that has died, is it? Our naive idea that we are in control of our own lives 
has died, as we realize that something we can't even see can get a hold of us and take our way of life, our livelihood, steal everything that we thought was important in our lives. Our belief that what brought meaning to our lives, like our jobs, our favorite sports, our education, our churches, our stocks and bank accounts, our games, our talents, our successes, has died or is dying a slow and painful death. Everything about our lives has changed in an instant, just like this time so long ago. But even before this virus, things were and still are dying all the time. Our relationships, our ideals, our dreams, our belief in people, our hope, our self-esteem, and we find ways to bury them even as we keep a hold of them in our hearts. Sometimes we bury them so deep it seems like nothing can bring them back to life and they end up slowly killing us too. We listen to the voices of sin, the voices of death. You will never be good enough. You can't do this. You are not lovable. I don't know what you were thinking. This illness will defeat you. You brought this on yourself. Go ahead and take that drink, that pill, because it doesn't matter anymore. You don't matter anymore. The world would be better without you. You'll never make it through this crisis. Fear creeps in. Despair takes over. Bitterness and anger over all that is happening in and around us while this virus rages on threaten to overtake us and lead us to death, the death of our bodies or the death of our spirits. It can wear us down until we feel dead inside. Is that you? Bitterness, anger, fear, regret, despair? Has something inside you died? Your joy, your hope, your faith? Well, this is Easter Sunday. On Friday, Jesus died, but on that first Easter morning, his tomb was opened. God was letting us know that he was making a way for new life, that death had been defeated. The sins of the world may have held the power of death, but that power was now broken. Those who had believed that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, now had a way to live life again. On the third day, this is what happened. Reading from Matthew chapter 28. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. 
Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, where they will see me. Jesus rose from the dead. No one saw it. No one actually believed it until they saw him. Yet there they were in the graveyard looking for Jesus that first Easter morning and expecting to see death. No one saw Jesus at first and they didn't understand no matter how many times Jesus told them that he would rise again on the third day. The angel asks her, why do you look for the living among the dead? In John's account, only Mary Magdalene stayed in the graveyard while the others ran off. Then Jesus surprised her. She was looking for him, but it was Jesus who found her. Jesus tells her to go, to leave the graveyard and walk into a new life, a life of hope and joy, a life of promise, knowing that he will always be with her. I don't believe any one of us wants to spend our lives surrounded by death, lurking in the graveyards of life. In the midst of this virus crisis, we can feel the walls of death surrounding us, but there's more to it than that. Do you feel more dead than alive? Does the fact that everything has changed, the fear, the doubt, the pain of trying to work it all out seem to be killing you? Don't we all want to live, really live? Well, Jesus calls us to new life. And that means leaving all that has died in our lives behind, all that has been buried, and walking away from it. If there is something inside you that needs to come back to life, Jesus calls each one of us to come out of the tomb, out of the graves of our lives, to walk away from the things that are threatening to steal our life. God has opened the grave, defeated death, and through our faith in Christ, we can walk out of the graveyards that we find ourselves in and rise to new life. Arise from everything that holds us back. Arise from sin. Arise from fear and self-doubt. Arise from depression and despair, from anger and bitterness. Through Christ, we can bury those voices that tell us that we won't survive this, that we can't do it, that we're not good enough, that we really are alone in all of this, that we'll fail. If the circumstances we find ourselves in try to overwhelm us with fear and bitterness and death, then we need to really only listen to the voice of Jesus that says, I came to give life and give it abundantly. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He says, follow me, I am the resurrection and the life. This is how we conquer death. Paul says in Galatians 2, 19 to 20, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. By faith in Christ, just simple faith. We can throw off our grave clothes and walk out of the graveyards that this world tries to bury us in. He lives, but he lives in me. He lives in you. And this is the new life we are given. So this Easter morning, this is 
resurrection day. Choose to rise with Jesus. Choose life. Walk into the new life that only Jesus Christ can give. See the empty tomb. Receive the gift of new life by faith. And no matter what happens in this time of great sorrow and loss, no matter what voices try to keep us in fear, we can walk boldly out of the tombs of this life and grasp hold of a love that never ends and never lets us go. We are never alone and death can no longer have the last word. Rise to new life. We live because he lives. So sing with me. I'm going to sing the first verse of Because He Lives. God sent His Son. They called Him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. He bled and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone because I know he holds a future and life is worth the living just because he lives. It's Easter morning. We've seen the empty tomb. Now go and share the good news. Happy Easter, everyone.